I'm excited to preach this morning, this level up. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll, it'll extend beyond this week or not. I'm just going to let the Lord lead me with what I believe He has for the people. And uh, we'll go from there. But I do not want to cheat the Word. I don't want to cheat God's Word. And I don't want to cheat you out of what God may have for you. I just ask that you are receptive. I pray that you allow for this to, uh, uh, to enter into your heart and your mind and you, and you take it in spiritually. It's my prayer today. It's my prayer that God uses me to, 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 to speak His Word and to preach His Word and that you'll take what it is that God has for you and you will make it applicable to your life. You'll bring it back uh, to your homes, to your jobs, uh, uh, wherever it might be that you can interact with people and love them in a practical way. Uh, so I pray today that, that you get what it is uh, God has for you. As I started typing my notes uh, uh, here a while ago when I was uh, making this sermon here, I started out with, as a minister now for over half my life, I have been afforded the opportunity to interact with many people who have a great desire to do great things for God. Now, how they interpret great things for God and how I interpret great things for God are often vastly different. But that's not what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about today. Regardless of those differences and interpretation of what all that looks like, I do know this, that much is required of us in kingdom work if we are going to do great things. It is a great responsibility that we should not take lightly. In the book of Luke 12, uh, uh, chapter 12, verse number 48, it tells us, Everyone who has been given much... Much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. Demanding verse of scripture with great implications on a sliding scale of the word much. Like I said, what much may uh, uh, mean for me may not mean for you today, but it's still much depending on where you are in your relationship with God on this Christian continuum as we try to continue to become all that God uh, wants us to be and desires for us to be, I can tell you that the word much in my personal Christian walk has changed vastly over the years. What used to be much, like maybe cleaning up the way that I talk, has become easier for me now. I can tend to show I have a tendency to because of my relationship with God and my experiences with God, speak a little more uh, 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 loving than I used to. It used to be hard for me. That used to be much. I've gotten better at it. But as I continue to grow, uh, uh, much has changed for me in respects to what the word means. So I don't know where you're at today, but I do know that the scripture says, the one who has been entrusted with much. Somebody say, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Somebody say it again. Say, that's me. The one who has been entrusted with much. I don't know what that is for you today. But I do know that if you are born again and you are a believer, you have been entrusted with much. If anything else, you have been entrusted with shining the light of God in a practical way. As the song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And if you were raised in Sunday school, you know it said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And then it said, not going to let the devil it out. I'm going to let it shine. And you like blow, blow the light out. So anyway, if you're raised in Sunday school, you can get your inside laugh on right now. If you weren't, we're going to move along. Anybody? Am I the only one that did that version of the song? Not going to let the devil it out. 
And I loved it when I was a kid, man. <laughs> Blowing that. Not going to let him blow it out. For you, it may just be letting your light shine. Maybe you haven't had the courage to do that before. And you say, man, today when I show up at work or today when I show up at school or when I go out with, with the dudes or with the ladies or wherever I might be, I'm going to shock them. I'm going to have some shock value when I bring the light of God to the atmosphere. Maybe I won't participate or do some of the things that I, that I typically would do and I will allow for them to just simply see the change in me through God by the way that I act. Maybe that's much for you. Now, I will tell you that doesn't get easier. People expect that out of me. But let me tell y'all, as I used to say back in the day, and y'all got your laugh on, God is great, beer is good, but people are crazy. That's why it's still hard to be acting right and shining the light. Say, did the pastor just say that? Y'all sing it and listen to it on the radio. You know who Bill Currington is. Ain't that his name? Okay. I see that shock value on some of your face right now. Like, I can't believe he just said that. I didn't say go do it all. I just said what it is. <laughs> Demanding verse of Scripture about being entrusted with much. It clearly poses expectations for us who have been given much that the demand is great. I've learned to be careful what you pray for. God will mess you up in a good way. You've got to be careful what it is that you decide to pray for. Because if God gives you everything you pray for, you will be demanded to do things with the much that God has given you. Be careful what it is you pray for. God is giving us expectations about what we can do with what it is that He's put in our hands. When I answered the call of planning this church, I thought I knew how it would change my life. The reality is, I and we probably always underestimate the demands that come along with seeing God do great things in our life. The reality is, we probably always underestimate the demands of what life is like at the next level that God has for us and that we are praying for. We're praying for another level of living. We are praying for another dimension of God in our life that we might see His plan and purpose, but we have no idea what that life might look like until we get there. And then we realize the great expectations that come along with it. Leveling up. Leveling up requires much responsibility. Y'all back at the media booth, please check my spellings before you pop them up. I typed up the slides quick. Leveling up requires much responsibility. Living this Christian life requires constant leveling up. I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not all that I'm going to be. I have got to learn to constantly level up by doing with what it is that God expects me to do with what I've been blessed with. Pursuing God's plan for your life requires constant leveling up. If you feel like you've been doing this with sincerity or sincerity and nothing is happening, say, I've been trying to level up. I've been trying this. I encourage you to be sure that you're in the correct lane. Are you in the lane that your flesh desires or are you in the lane that God desires for you to be in? 
I've seen people pray hard for things to manifest in their life, and they're completely in the lane of the flesh, not being obedient to the Spirit, that therefore God's not going to be in that. You've got to do what God desires for you to do. We're always close, but I've learned that there needs to be some some tweaking with what we do with our life in order to get in the center of God's will. I can remember when I told my wife that I think God is calling me to be a church planter. And then therefore, honey, that means us. He's calling us to be church planters. She looked at me as if I had about 15 heads, as if I had no idea what I was talking about and assuming this boy has got to be in the wrong lane. I believe he's hearing from God, but he don't know what he's saying to me. She's been raised as a preacher's kid for all of her life. She knows the ins and outs and the ups and downs and the emotion and the things that come along with it, the calling, the great responsibility that we read in the Scripture. Everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. She knew more about it than I did. Being the obedient servant of God that she is, after about 30 minutes of a few deep breaths in the other room, and I was waiting on the answer saying, sure, 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 I thought you'd never ask. Let's go plant now. I didn't get the response that I wanted. And I'm like, dang, that didn't go the way I thought. She came and she said, I'm in it with you. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, I'm here to go through it with you. Fellas, you got to find you a lady like that. Ladies, you got to find you a dude like that that will get in it with you. And they will be obedient with you. Can I get an amen to that? Speaking of leveling up and commitment, the infatuation in the rom-coms will die away. And eventually, you've got to level up to the commitment of a marriage. You've got to level up. You're waiting to arrive at this plan that God has you because you believe you're in the correct lane, doing the right things, living out the calling that God has for you. If you're waiting to arrive there, if you're waiting for the completion of this plan, let me help you. There will be a constant leveling up rather than arriving until you reach heaven. You will constantly be called to take your Christian life to another level. You will never arrive. It has taken me a long time to learn this. But having learned it, I've learned that the climb of life in Jesus' name and pursuing deeper purpose is always a very rewarding climb. I'm always looking for the next level up, whatever that might be. Leveling up requires great responsibility. Keep going back to the work that I do here for God at Foundation. My experience at foundation is a different experience than you have. I've had to level up in ways that maybe some of you have not had to level up. I'm not afforded the chance to just wake up on a Sunday and head on down to the church and say, let me see what they got for me this morning. Now, my blessing is just as great 
if not greater. I love my calling. It comes with a high price for when much is given, much is demanded. But I don't take it lightly. Because of this calling and this high price, the verse that says, everyone who has been given much will be demanded much. From the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. I spend at least an hour each morning in my study. And when I mean what I say, I usually say every day with no V in it. I spend every, every day in the study, at least for an hour, doing church work, managing social media sites, editing videos, praying, seeking God's face. My Saturdays, because of this high demand and what is asked of me, as long as I fulfill this high call of being a pastor, they'll never be the same. I spend approximately three hours a day on sermon prep every Saturday with an additional three hours of sermon prep beginning at about 4.45 a.m. every Sunday. My, son, my Saturdays will never be the same. The high price of the call. I arrive here on Sunday mornings and those of you that work with me on Sundays, you know that I probably worry too much about the outcome of what happens here on a Sunday. I've been taught better, praise God. I know that if God is in it and somebody gets blessed, everything is going to be all right. But I still worry too much about the outcome of your experience here on Sunday mornings. I know that I do it. My Sundays will never be the same. Will the greeters be here? Will the coffee be ready? Will the kid church volunteers be here? Is someone in the nursery? Is discovery hour going okay? Is the worship team prepared? Is the lighting ready? Is the sound ready? Are we ready to stream? Is the camera done right? And most importantly, will the preaching all, will it all go off without a hitch? Will people get what it is that God wants for them here on a Sunday, what he has for them? My Sundays will never be the same for when much is given, much is expected. It's the high price of the call. We occasionally at Foundation have some of those folks. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not going to read nothing about ego stroking, sippy cups, burps, and everything else. Those folks usually don't last long. I usually have appointments because of this high call throughout the week with folks or people who want to meet. This week I've had three of them. I typically have Thursday night worship practice with our band. This week we had two of them, one on Thursday, one on Saturday. My life will never be the same because of the high price of the call. We do back to school. We do trunk or treat. We do Christmas outreach. We do Christmas dinner. Pre-pandemic, we open up our outreach every third Thursday of the month. This week coming up, to all of that, I will add a Wednesday night Bible study to the mix. At the risk of boring you, I'll stop short of talking about random church projects, budgetary items. And I would just say that planting and growing this church has not only required the mighty hand of God, but his hand of protection. But I have had to significantly level up in respects to my time, my talent, and my treasure. Significant may not even be an accurate word for the leveling up that has been required for me to answer the high price of the call. It's my hope and prayer right now that you are asking yourself, what is it that God is asking me to do? Where is it that God is asking and showing me to level up? Is it how I treat others? I want to talk to you 
a little bit more about desire versus commitment because I think it's a big deal as we talk about leveling up. These two are not the same. In church work, I hear a lot of desires, but I see less commitment. Now, I'm not talking about you specifically. In church work in general, as I've grown up in this environment, I hear a lot of desire, but I see with my eyes less commitment. It matters what you do. Action makes the difference. Don't talk about it, but be about it. So the question now becomes, talking about leveling up, desire versus commitment, the question now becomes, are you committed to the things of God in your life? The question also becomes how you define commitment. My definition of commitment is whatever it takes. This has been my approach in the last 365 days during the pandemic of enhancing our online church experience for people who are watching right now. This video that is streaming out there right now will be viewed by over 1,000 people at least this week. And I wanted to make sure that what they experience online is as good as it can be for the resources that we currently have. Committed. Level up. No more phone in the front with people's conversation taking place. But level up and give them what they need. Level up. What does that mean, Pastor? It means whatever it takes to level up. Whatever it takes. Are you committed to doing what it is God has for you, desiring something and actually owning up to living out the responsibilities of seeing the desires manifested are two different things. Now, that's a mouthful, so let me read it again. Desiring something and actually owning up to living out the responsibilities of seeing those desires manifested. Those are two different things. Desire versus commitment. We sometimes pray For God to take us to the next level. But you see, our life and our commitment to the things we desire and pray for, you see, they don't match up. Does your life match up with what you say God has for you? I hear the quote all the time. Psalms 34 and 7. Delight yourself in the Lord. They don't like to quote that part. They just say, God, the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. He sure will. He sure will. Desire versus commitment. Level up. Delight yourself in the Lord first. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. The desire. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to go to Pat. We got to go to 37, uh, verse number five. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. You got to level up. Got to level up. Matthew 6, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You got to level up. It doesn't say, Seek ye first the house that you desire. It doesn't say, Seek ye first the car that you desire. Because we know them new cars, they smell real good. And we have a desire, especially me, to be... Bouncing and bobbing in them new cars. I love them. But you see, there's a commitment that comes along with the desire that I have for the new car. 
Can't always have what you want. Anybody else ever ride like this? Greg, Greg is not included. I know Greg was riding like this back in the day, so he don't even get to answer that question. But maybe a couple of you, Dustin, you don't get to answer either. I already know you was bobbing and a bobbing and a weaving. I got them heads knobbing and bobbing. The enemy, he's always camouflaging. That's why I keep my sword. Enough rapping for today. Committed to the ways of the Lord. If you desire a lot, you must be committed to the ways of God. Commit your way to the Lord. Out of all those scriptures there, 37.4 and 37.5, we're required to do two, three things. Delight in the Lord. The rest is up to him. Next verse. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. He'll do the rest. We got to level up. What is it in your life that you need to commit to? What is it in your life that you need to trust him with? You can't do all this on your... You're no match for the enemy. If you were a match for the enemy, Jesus would have never had to come and die and give his life for you to be forgiven. You could have forgave your own self. But since all of us are like filthy rags, according to how God describes our righteousness in the Bible, that he can't find one righteous one, we need Jesus. We need God. We need to be committed. Commit your way to the Lord. There is no other way to be fulfilled in life. The scales of balance between desire and commitment cannot stay out of whack for too long if you expect God to do in your life what he said he's going to do. We must level up. We cannot see, when you go to the courthouse, you know you see the scale of justice and it's always even, right? You can't live life out of whack like this. If I want my marriage to succeed... My wife can't be pushing the scales down. I've got to level it up. It can't be all take. If I want God to do things in my life, I've got to level the scales of balance in my life. A lot of this is done in private, by the way. Leveling up. Leveling up is done in private. The manifestations of leveling up in my life are seen on the outside. But it happens on the inside. Leveling up is not something that others typically see. You don't know if my effort is all that I have. You can only see the manifestations of what I've done. But between me and God, He knows if I've leveled up. He knows if I've committed my ways to Him. Matthew 6, 1 says, be careful not to practice righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Some of y'all need to, some of y'all about to army crawl out of here with that one. They won't see me if I crawl out of here. Be careful not to practice righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Matthew 6 and 4, three verses later. So that your giving may be in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, I don't know what you've been through. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know if I have long, dark nights. You just see me up here doing this. 
You don't see my light. You don't know if I've spent some time in the wilderness alone and afraid with no one else around. You can't tell by what you see. But I know when I experience those things that if I go to him and I seek his face and if I level up in private, he will reward me in all that I do. Leveling up then therefore begins in your spirit, not by what you act out in the physical. Leveling up is just like your, when I said you're tithing and giving. That's not a financial decision. If it's a financial decision, keep your money in your pocket. It's a spiritual decision. Everything you got in there anyway ain't yours. You've been blessed with it from the start. The same way with leveling up, that begins in your spirit. It's not the actions that you do. I know what Kylie's routines are most of the time throughout the week as far as practice and pertaining to the call on her life. That didn't begin just because she wanted to be a solid singer. Well, she could go do that out at the clubs. They got them out there too. It's a spiritual decision. And when you commit to God in those ways, he will then, therefore, bless you and do things with your life that you simply can't do on your own. Things that make a difference in eternity, you see. Leveling up that I strive towards as your pastor, no one else really ever sees. My wife, of course, she sees most. But I guess there's even some things that even she doesn't see. Like the pressure and the responsibility that I have to help you grow spiritually under the anointing and through the mighty power of God. To not take my time on this pulpit, behind this pulpit lightly. The pressures of your eternity and salvation, and growth. Got to level up. Oh, I want to be a preacher. I'm called to do this and that. Hey, go back and pray for a while. Go, go back and pray for a while. Make, make sure you call to this. Philippians 3.14, though, says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God and Jesus Christ. That is a verse for all of us today. Whatever it is that God is calling you to, are you committed? We have some folks here today that, that run our uh, uh, staying surrendered and powerless over people uh, uh, groups on Monday night. We pack this place out with anywhere. It's a bunch of people. You can get up and start getting 40, 50 people in here that need help with things they're struggling with as it relates to addiction and things they're experiencing in life. It didn't get that way because they just decided, you know, Scott's going to make a post on the Facebook page. Like, build it and they will come. Desire versus commitment to see it through. So I challenge you this week to do some things in private. Be careful not to practice righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So that your giving may be in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I challenge you this week to, re, to evaluate your prayer life in private. I challenge you this week to evaluate what you expose your eyes to in private. I challenge you this week to evaluate what you expose your ears to in private. 
I challenge you this week to renew your mind daily, if not multiple times a day in private. I challenge you this week to respond to difficulties in life through a spiritual lens in private. I challenge you this week to pray for those who are, who are against you. Say, whoa, pastor, come on now. You're taking it a little bit too far. I challenge you this week to pray for those who are against you. This is the basics of leveling up. The basics. I'm going to wrap it up. The last note here that I have that says, leveling up and your habits. Your habits matter. I have found that my current level of habits may not be good enough for the next level that God wants to take me to. Mm. You're living on them less than habits. God want to give you more than, but you can't take them old habits to the more than life. You can't take them less than habits to abundant life. You've got to level up. My habit of getting out of bed at 6 or 6.30... It was no longer good enough at the level that I live at now. How are you going to fix this, Scott? I'm going to extend the hours by which I stay awake in order to get things done in Jesus' name. And I start calculating how many hours of sleep is enough. And I'll start there with the minimal. Maybe your habit of the scripture of the day on Gateway Bible, and it's all good. Maybe at the next level of living, that one scripture a day is not enough in order to go to the spiritual level that you want God to take you to. Maybe you've got to actually open up the Bible and say, what else does it say about that particular scripture that I love to share so much? Nothing wrong with the daily scripture of the day. I encourage all of you to do it. But maybe there's more than that. You've got to level up your habits. Could be the way you talk. God may have to gut you like a fish. I can guarantee you, when I'm serious about that word, like every day, I can guarantee you that my speech was flat out bad. I had to accentuate everything to make it a point, you know, with the bad word. So I had to get replacement words when I became a Christian. You gotta be you. You bull jiving me now, stuff like that. I gotta re give replacement words, and it might say, "Why does he say bull jiving?" Well, that's a replacement word for what I used to like to say. Make me feel better. Make me do better. Gotta change your habits. A habit is a behavior pattern acquired by frequent repetition. Oh boy, a habit. It's a behavior pattern acquired by frequent repetition. I challenge you to look at the habits that, you're keep, that are keeping you from spiritually leveling up. By the way, this doesn't have to be sin in your life. I'm not asking you to necessarily solely evaluate sin in your life. If you are born again, you can identify your sin easily. Let me tell you how that works. 
the Holy Spirit speaks in many different voices, one of which the Bible calls conviction. That's a really religious word. That means he simply tells you when you do things that please him, and conviction is when you do things that do not please him, this Holy Spirit that you invite to live in your life. You say, Lord, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me up. Then when you do wrong and you do bad or you sin, you do things that are not pleasing to God, I don't have to tell you. The Spirit will tell you. So I get a lot of times, Pastor, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Well, you already know. That's why you're asking me. you save, right? You said you save. The Spirit lives inside of you, right? Light and dark can't be housed in the same temple. So you already know the answer. You just want me to confirm. Yep, you need to stop probably doing that if the Spirit's convicting you that you can't do that no more. Got to level up. I'm not simply talking about sin with your habits. I'm talking about the habits that you might have to change that are actually keeping you from experiencing God in the ways that you can. Now, part of the reason why I get up at 445 on Sundays is because I need just a little bit of time to make a fantasy adjustment on my fantasy team. I could maybe hold off till 5. But I got my brothers in my fantasy league. He'll make a waiver wire thing at 2.05 a.m. Like, what is you doing at 2.05 up picking up a player? You know somebody had a long night. Like, did you just get up or you ain't been to bed yet? You pick a dude up at 1.35 a.m. Get up early in this league. Got to level up. I hear a lot of folks, they'll say, you know, I'm praying about such and such. If I'm being honest with you, I'm thinking to myself, man, I would have never known by some of the habits I see you exhibiting in your life. I'd have never known you was praying for that. If I tell y'all, man, I'm praying for God to fill this place up. I'm praying, I'm praying for family members to come to foundation, for God to, to rearrange lives. I'm praying for volunteers. You will say, yeah, I can see. I know you praying about that. Pastor Scott's sincere about that. Do your habits and your desire match your commitment? You can't bring them beneath a, 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 a level living up to the abundant living habits. They ain't good enough anymore. It used to be good enough for me to come and just praise God on Sunday. And then when I got serious about God back in the old school days when they still had what we call Sunday night miracle service at 6 o'clock, you know the chandeliers was about to come down at the miracle service. Then I had to level up and say, I better get back in there at 6 p.m. Sam Luke going to be on fire tonight. I say, well, we're doing a Bible study. I, bet I got to level up. Sunday morning, Sunday night, not good enough. I better get in there on Wednesday and got to level up. I say, we better have another practice on Saturday. Why is that? Because we got to level up. What we did on Thursday, not good enough. We got to get in here again on Saturday. We got to level up so we can bring our best. It's our goal and desire to bring excellence. Excellence. Stand with me if you would. The desires of your heart. You see, it's the heart that influences your habits. I've only got one or two notes left here. I want you to catch that. It is your heart. By what you do, I know what your heart is saying to you. And if you say you're a Christian and what you do 
doesn't match up with the things of God, well, then now I can probably make some more inferences or assume that or have a tendency to believe that you're not obeying God because you say you say. Well, that's judgmental. No, it's just a simple observation of what I know about God and what I see out of people. I don't know. Maybe it's easier because I'm a pastor and I, I you know, you, some of y'all be on my prayer list. The heart, it'll influence your habits. I had somebody, uh, I guess it's been a couple weeks ago, and I said, man, I remember that Caleb thing you said, the, the challenge you said about Caleb, about Caleb. Man, I tried it. I, I've been listening more. Well, listening to the oldies but goodies is, is not a sin. Listening to classic rock is not a sin. Remember the God is great beer? How y'all think I know that song, right? Because I like me some good country, right? It's not a sin. But eventually, sometimes I got to change that habit. Say, I got to fill me up with some Jesus music, man. Keep my mind calibrated. Keep my mind right. Renewing my mind. The heart influences your habits. The habits of your life are a manifestation of the desires of your heart. Hmm. There's a song that I love to sing. We're not going to sing it now. But if I know Kylie well, she's going to make a mental note and say, I got to learn that song. Because I know she likes Corey Asbury, and that's where I heard the song from. I burn it up on YouTube all the time in my study. And at the beginning of the song, it says, God, it's not much. It's not much, God. But here it is. I give you my heart. It's not much. It's not about what I do. It's not much, God. But I know you sent Jesus to the cross because you want my heart. It's not much, but I, here's my heart. I give you my heart today. So if you want to be committed and you want to be able to legit level up, I'm talking legit level up. Give God your heart. Don't make it so difficult. It's easy to understand. He wants your heart. And when you get in the right place and give him your heart and you commit, the verse says what? He will give you the desires of your heart. So I'm going to give him my heart so he can change the desires of my heart. And then my life will begin to manifest into what God has for me. Give him your heart today.